you have to be um, very open with yourself in the first place. You have to define what makes you happy. And then you have to try to connect those dreams with other people. And uh, when you will feel this uh, energy, when this machine of uh, sharing and caring um, for others will be born, then uh, you will be very open to other people and you will find your new dreams and new destinations. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 205 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds, so if you wish to participate send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kyiv Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. 
My guest today is Christina Dmitrishin. Was that perfect? Yes. Okay. Christina is a student of ethics, politics, economics at Ukrainian Catholic University and a journalist at Polit Club UKU. She writes about international politics and geopolitical issues since last September. Christina also helps Notre Dame University in Indiana, the United States, with the research called Faith and Freedom. This research is about how the church influenced the collapse of the USSR and the democratic building of post-Soviet countries. Christina is a Flex alumna of 2019-2020. In 2019, she published her first poetry book and presented it in 2020. She is highly interested in politics and truly wants to make positive changes in Ukraine and therefore in the world. Christina, how are you today? Thank you so much for such a nice introduction. I'm feeling so excited about our podcast and I'm good in general. Yes, and I want to take it to more of an emotional place rather than speaking about international politics, etc. To know Christina, you as a person, when you really wish to feel alive, to embrace the day, to forget all troubles, what is something, an activity or a hobby or anything that you enjoy that fills you with those emotions and that energy? Well, sometimes it feels like I'm working all the time, so it's hard for me to not talk about politics because that's my favorite theme, but I promise I'll try to do my best today. Um, however, when I feel overload or like overworked, I like to go to my hometown, to my village where I was born, and I like to just walk in the nature, to walk by the river just by myself, or to have a nice jogging uh, by the gazebo that we have here, and just to rethink my day, my plans, and my future, and that helps me to, to stay tuned. Perfect. So you return to your hometown village, and you go walk around in nature, or jog by the gazebo, and you rethink your days, your priorities, and your future plans, and that balances you. Is this correct? Yes, it balances me in a way. Uh, sometimes I, I try to find balance um, in my friends, because the talk with them helps me to refill and to, to, to start thinking about like what's real, to feel real connections between people because I work online so much that sometimes I forget how it is to interact uh, with the real world. So I love spending time with my friends and just talking to them up until 6 a.m. in the morning and just feeling alive and young. I like that. So you work online so much that you almost feel like you're forgetting human interaction and therefore to reconnect with what is real with your friends and speaking to them until 6 a.m. makes you feel alive, young and connected. Right. 
Yes, that is correct. So it seems to me two things. That nature is important to you. Also, it seems exercise because you jog, etc. is important to you and you use the word refill, which is really embodied, as well as people or friends and connection. Is this right? Yes, that is right. Also, I cannot say I'm very sporty person. I like to jog sometimes and I prefer to do it just by myself in a very slow temp. And it's more like a meditation process for me because I don't like to um, to be in the same place for a while. So I need just to go uh, to, to, to run through the world to experience as much as I can. So jogging but not walking sometimes help me to feel this like perfect balance between the, the temp of, uh, the, of my life, the temp that I want to take. Tell me more about that need to not stay in one place but to roam and run around the world and experience as much as possible. Well... When I work or when I'm doing something that's important for me, I feel that I am needed to the world and I feel like I'm doing something good for the world. When I do nothing, it makes me feel unworthy. Sometimes this feeling plays bad game with me, but I still believe that um, one should always follow some kind of a path and um, I'm so afraid of everyday routine. I'm afraid that I'll become ordinary, that uh, someone call me ordinary. And, and I'm afraid that uh, I will not do some good things for this world. It's not that I want to be remembered. It's that I want to do something that will bring joy and uh, and just kindness to the world so i'm always trying to find this thing that um that that will help me to do so i just don't like to be a lazy sloth (laughs) yes so if i understood you correctly being unworthy is being a normal person or average it's being a lazy sloth and the opposite is being useful and doing something good for the world. Did I understand correctly? Well, maybe not really. Um, you can be lazy sometimes, but still, during the pandemic world, I feel like people became very lazy. Like they forget that they have to do something, not just to make themselves to feel better, but to interact with others and to make them feel better so being in action not just online helps you to do so thank you but that is unclear to me so during the pandemic many people became less uh, productive or active etc but then you defined it as if let's say someone they spent two years going to the gym every day or writing their own poem at home every day or uh, learning a language alone every day, it seems to me you will say that is a bit more lazy and not so useful, that when it comes to being useful and productive, it's about how much you can give others and share with the world. Did I understand correctly? 
for me, uh, productivity is more about others, but not about yourselves. But I agree with you that uh, doing things for yourselves and learning languages and stuff like that is also very important. Uh, I also like writing. It's just I don't like doing nothing. Yeah. It's very hard to explain. Well, we have time. Tell me about being useful. It seems to me that for you, being useful is adding more good emotions and good things to the world. Is it to people in particular, like when you see people smiling? Or because you said in your intro positive things for Ukraine and therefore the world, you feel more it's about abstract social issues, etc. Do you need, so I mean, do you need like to see one person or a group that because of you they're smiling and happy? Or if you know, let's say, because of you that people are having 1% statistics, better life, that makes you happy, even if you don't see it directly? I'd love to have the statistics that I make someone happy, but um, I'm not sure if I can um, get one. Also, I believe in the influence of society and people around you. So, uh, yes, when uh, I can make people smile and when can people uh, make me smile, this creates uh, a in an, an important kind of energy that helps you to move forward, that helps you to live this life fully, that helps you to feel important, not just like you, but the, the group of people that you're doing something with. And uh, that's very important for me. Thank you. So if I understood you, really, it's when you are the reason people are happier that is the solution to being a lazy and a slav because it gives you motivation and energy that propels you forward to create more and do more correct in a way that is right and in what other way is it incomplete um well for me it's also important to feel happy and uh a while ago i thought that i was writing poetry or just some stories when I was happy. But now I realized that I don't write anymore because I'm happy. So uh, I, I came to the conclusion that I write only when I'm feeling bad. Uh, so uh, right now, the people that are around me and the journalism I'm doing and the podcast I'm creating, that's what make me happy. It's just about finding what you like and doing what you like. Uh, uh, today, I found a great quotation. I don't remember who said this, but it's about being an artist of your life. When a person works with their hands and their head and their heart, uh, the person becomes an artist. So I guess it's very important to be an artist in your life. So your life isn't ordinary for you. And for others. I love that. I have so many questions, I mean, but let's begin with this. What is your definition of ordinary to you in your own dictionary of Christina? Oh, the word ordinary, what does it mean? Uh, I guess that no one is ordinary. 
ordinary ordinary is like a illness or disease that one can define for themselves and when you think you're ordinary uh, or when you think that some other people are ordinary uh, this stops this huge uh, train of the good that people bring to the world that uh, this stops the interaction between humanity because they don't understand each other. So um, that's my definition. And that sounds very political, but I will ask you also about another thing. To you, you don't want to be ordinary, you don't want to be called ordinary, and you wish to be useful to the world, and it's about doing what makes you happy as well as being the reason things and life is better for others, as well as they feel good emotions and connect together, correct? Yes, that is correct. And um, being useful isn't doesn't always make you happy. Uh, I remember a while ago, I well, at my seventh grade, I really wanted to be a... Um, math teacher and I just hated politics and I said that I would never do a journalism because uh, I didn't understand the need of it and uh, after that when I uh, started liking journalism I thought that I would never be a teacher but now everything has changed I really started um loving uh, doing journalism and I teach little kids English and I um, love politics right now. So the the things that bring good, they finally started making me happy. So if you try something, you, you, you may find your joy for life. That's wonderful. And I will ask you specifically about the reason why it's valuable or important for you, journalism, teaching, and politics. Without speaking about the politics, but to you, why is politics something important? What is satisfying about teaching? And what's valuable and important about being a journalist? Well, I guess it all uh, it is all connected to my childhood and to the experience I had in life. Um, I've had some friends, uh, older friends, almost all my friends always uh, were older than me, who were um, great fans of politics, but my peers, they were not. So it was hard for me to find a common language with my peers, and I wanted to find a way of doing so. So... Um, Speaking of politics in a simple way helps me to um, talk about something important with my peers in the first place. It was like a while ago. Then about journalism, I guess I just wanted to share the stories of the great people I um, heard about because I remember in the United States when I was a flag student, I've heard of a, a great woman from uh, Great Britain and she had such a nice life so I just wanted to share about about her experience uh, with the world then I had a few uh, people who I knew who also went through uh, 
like let's say war in the east of Ukraine and they had kind of traumatic experience that I felt others should know about and as well as me I had some um, bad experience about um, kind of verbal sexual harassment at school uh, that um, made me uh, realize uh, th there are a lot of um, girls who experience that in Ukraine and you have to speak about that although um, you know how injustice our system is in Ukraine and I felt like I didn't get justice uh, as well as the other girls from my school but that's a very you know like painful and uh, deep story from my eighth grade or ninth grade and that's when I realized that um, I cannot live for myself anymore because I know that there are so many people who are suffering from really bad stuff that is happening in Ukraine and we have to change it because who if not the young generation of Ukraine? Thank you for sharing and if I understood really it's like two facets but it's very similar to what you told before about spending the night with your friends, communicating and sharing and speaking until 6 a.m. How is that experience similar to sharing about the British woman with a nice life or teaching or being a journalist, etc.? It's about exploring not only yourselves, but also others. It's about helping others to explore, to discover their, their talents and their ambitions for uh, the future, let's say so. Um, with your friends, you can discuss really painful and really funny topics that you cannot discuss with other people. Um, you feel like you're in your plate with them and they help you uh, to understand like what's good for you. They help you to make good decisions. Um, I really believe that friends are the people who in a way build you as well as the family. But if you find um, nice friends when you're a teenager, uh, it's very likely that you will have a very nice uh, future and in a way like maybe successful career because they will be the ones who are motivating you. Teaching is a way uh, about exploring others and about uh, helping others to believe in themselves and as well as journalism it's about exploring some events. It's it's about exploring good and bad, which is very needed for the world. And I feel it's also your being a friend on a global scale, helping people realize their potential, maybe discover their skills, improve their opportunities. Is that a wrong understanding? Well, I would love to be uh, the, the person you're talking about, and maybe I am the one, I don't know. My host mom in VS used to call me a social butterfly because uh, I like to speak with every person I would meet. So, yeah. And when you meet someone new, what's most interesting for you to discover about them? Is it their past experience and how they have overcome challenges 
which will inspire others or simply their emotions and discovering emotions you haven't felt before so you develop them in yourself or simply you need it and you cannot really stay without you with that human connection so it's just a need which one or any other reason um well when i find others it's not very important to know about their past because past is what is what what has formed them as a uh, person who are they right now so for me it's um it's important to know what are their goals for the the future let's say so because that's how can you define um people although i cannot say i'm like very open to everyone it takes up some time to open yourselves to others so Uh, in the beginning, it's just a uh, meeting where you can share your um, experiences and just have some fun, let's say so. And then you see what you can um, what you can do later. I never use people as a tool. I I use them as a I well I don't use people. I I find them very extraordinary personalities very interesting personalities they can give that can give me a lot i agree and you said it takes time with new people well first have you ever had that soulmate experience or chemistry or whatever where you met someone and you felt you know them for a long time as if you're friends already or in every single case you needed time to warm up to people and over time open up more and more it's very hard to say you know um my best friend right now she's also a flex student i feel like we've had this connection uh, from the first day we met on our video two years ago because um We talked together when we were coming back to leave from a video in Kyiv. Um, we talked together for like six hours. And since that, that day, we became best friends. We shared our experiences in the United States. We helped each other to overcome some difficulties. So maybe she was the one who I felt this like special connections, uh, connection. But normally, I really need uh, some time Uh, to open to people and to um, share something with them. You know, there is a saying that um, the more you share uh, with people, the more you share with others, the less you have to be afraid of because, you know, you've shared everything and they already know so many things about you and you don't have anything to hide. So it's easier for you to leave. Uh, but I still need to get this kind of trust trust maybe because of um, some of my personal experiences but yeah that's the way i perceive it yes and a bit of a funny thing that many of the girls from ukraine who are on my podcast say that inside they can be emotional full of emotions but especially the flex students who went to america people will say Why is she so angry? Her face is so serious, like a poker face. But in reality, she can be happy and people think she's in a bad mood. 
Did that happen to you? Was that your situation? No, that that has never happened to me because, well, I try to always smile, even though um, when I feel sad, I believe that you energize your and. energizer to other people too so i try to keep my sadness to myself i try to overcome it talking just to my close friends or walking by myself somewhere in the nature uh, although uh, when i went to the united states uh, it was funny to me when people they are always smiling there and they are always very polite and nice to others but then you discover that sometimes they are false and when they are asking the question how are you they aren't really interested um like how are you but i always started telling them how i actually feel and then i understood that like they didn't really care so that was something funny yes There is even memes about it that uh, a foreigner or an immigrant or whatever goes to the U.S. and when they say "How are you?" and the person begins answering, they already left and gone. And then the foreigner will be like, "What's going on? Why they don't want to listen?" Yes, that that happened to me many many times until I realized I just have to answer very shortly. Yes, and you love. Your village and nature, correct? Yes. What are your thoughts about cities, whether Lviv or any other big city? Well, I also love um, cities. I love Lviv. This is probably my favorite um, place, and I would like to live there at least for the next few years. Uh, when I was younger, when I was at ninth grade, I had a big dream of studying in. Cave or studying somewhere abroad, because I had this uh, dream of living in a big city. Uh, but when I went to the U.S., I understood that I like my calmness and I really appreciate uh, the past and the people who I grew up with. And uh, speaking of my village. I believe it's very progressive. We develop green tourism here. We uh, develop different youth initiatives here. So uh, I get a lot of energy from here. Uh, and uh, when I went to Yes, I realized that well, I just really love the place where I was born. Uh, I cannot say that I'm planning to live in a village forever. No, I guess I will live in a city, but I'm more of a own house person, not just a flat, because I need some space where I can uh, be myself, uh, where I can walk out and sit in the garden and listen to the birds singing. So yeah. Thank you, and thank you. And I would like to ask you then. Let's focus more on nature. What in nature gives you the most good energy? Well, I believe it gives me the greatest calmness I have ever had, because I'm not sure if I can consider myself as a calm person. Uh, I like to talk. In a way, loudly, I like to discuss with people. Uh, but when I go into nature, I feel calmness, which um helps me to think of what 
I really want as a person. What uh, what is good like personally for me? Um, how should I rest? And do I really need this type of rest? Because sometimes it feels like you know you're you're just overworking, you're just overthinking, and you just doesn't have the time to smell the roses. And uh, the nature is the thing that really helps me to to do so. And when you're overworking, don't have time to smell the roses, are you trying to work in order to be extraordinary? Or what is the goal or motivation? Is it simply you have deadlines and expectations from others? Or you're really going after being extraordinary? No, it's just something that I really like doing. It's just the world offers so many things that sometimes you're afraid you won't try everything and you really want to uh, enjoy all of them, but sometimes you forget how to do that. So uh, when you're doing podcasts, I'm sure you're sometimes overworking too, because when I see the amount of podcasts you're publishing on your channel, I mean, that's a lot and you have to prepare for each interview. So you're doing a great job and that's what makes you happy. That's what gives you energy. And um, uh, it may seem to others that you're overworking, but to yourself, it's just, it's just, it feels like you're not even getting enough. It's, it, it feels like you can do more and you want to do more because it makes you happy. Thank you. And that reminds me of what you spoke about, that nowadays you found that the things you love are the things that are useful to others are things you love and you cannot get enough. They give you energy, like teaching small children being a journalist and dealing and explaining to your peers or others about politics, correct? Yes, that is correct. And what is the end goal? Is it to make something where you're like a teacher, a journalist, and a politician at the same time? Or are you exploring different areas to get ideas and inspiration and you will choose one? Or uh, it just like you said, the fear of missing out that the world offers so many opportunities, but when you try to get them all, you have no time to enjoy because of the human nature of trying to go for the next thing and the next thing? Or how is it for you? Uh, Well, it's hard to say what is your end goal. Of course, everybody has their own ambitions and their goals for life. And I really... I, I am dreaming of being a great politician. Uh, so I feel like I'm just doing the, maybe not the first, but the, the steps into that career. And uh, journalism is very connected to politics. So it helps me to develop my professional skills um, and uh, doing some research about the um, past of your nation also helps you to become very conscious for politics and um, 
well, I help with English not only little kids, but also older kids and even adults. So it helps me to understand people in a way, which is also very important for politics. So I guess it's all very connected. And maybe my end goal is to become a, a good politician. You mentioned understanding people well. Do you believe that the politically active people are normal enough that you can understand them by understanding those you teach English? Or is there a specific kind of person or personality type that is attracted to politics and is full there that is too different from most other people? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you are interested in politics and you said everyone is extraordinary, but is there a commonality between the people you meet when you're dealing with the political spheres that tell you, wow, the people who are interested in politics are different and their similarity is A, B, C, or they're all kinds of person? Well, yes, certain types of people have their... Um, have those things in common but uh, speaking of understanding uh, well when you're doing different things when you uh, enter different spheres of society when you uh, when you can understand and can find common language with little kids and adults who are like 40 years old and when you're doing um researches and you interview people who are like 80 or 70 years old, it gives you a huge perspective of understanding what your nation looks like. Maybe it sounds um, weird in a way, but it's all about exploring. I feel like I'm a huge explorer and I can never get enough. And it's not only about people, but it's also about the, the things what kind of explorer is that explorer? Um, maybe the kind of explorer who is trying to find, to go until the, the their end goal and who wants um, their end goal to be, um, in a way, not perfect, but very good, but uh, to make your let's say i don't know goal of life or project of life looking um very good um you have to go through many experiences and um you have to face many challenges and there is also a saying that uh smart people are those people who um learn from the challenges uh who uh, were faced by that were faced by other people so um, maybe that's that's what I like doing. Wonderful. So the explorer is exploring many options in order to have a best end result possible, correct? Yes. And is that explorer happy? Uh, this explorer is happy when the explorer feels that, um, well, that... It will do good because this explorer feels like this is the only thing that makes him happy. What does good mean and who defines it? 
Well, we can talk about Plato and Aristotle, who define good, but that will take too much time and we will go into too deep philosophy. Or maybe we can speak like um, Socrates and uh, we will not find the answer. We will just avoid one. But um, I believe that uh, there is no personal good, uh, that like there is one um, good one common like let, let's say happiness uh, that uh, we can bring to the people of course there are some certain things that make um, certain people happy but still the good is one and it is to follow moral values it is to um, to feel that uh, you're living in a society that is co-working it's about feeling that um, you're helping society and it's about feeling that, um, yes, there are some problems, but you always have somebody and uh, you always have people who will help you to face them. It's about being, it is about being together, solidarity. Yes. And you mentioned everything that makes the explorer useful. But is that explorer happy on their path and trip? I guess if the explorer has chosen this path, then um, he is happy. Because if he wouldn't be happy, he wouldn't have chosen that path. And he wouldn't do so much, I guess. How did the explorer choose this path? And... Is it one choice in the beginning and then it's committed to the end? Or is he evaluating every day? Am I on the right path? Um, I cannot say. This explorer uh, evaluates uh, every day and says if he is on the right path. Uh, as I've mentioned, it's more about the personal experiences uh, that I faced when I was a child and it's more about that I understand that there are so many people who are fighting alone and this doesn't do good for them and therefore this doesn't do good for the world so you help you help you you should support others because that is the way to avoid um, general problems. Of course, the explorer likes to take up sometimes for, uh, for for himself. He, uh, he likes to watch movies a lot. He likes uh, to write poetry that he'll keep just for uh, for himself. But um, this explorer is a huge fan of being around the people, and that is his main happiness to not be alone. To not be alone. And how can the explorer make it like 80% of the path is about being happy at every step, not being alone, and only 20% of the importance on the end goal that is good or the arrival? Because as you love quotes, there is a quote that is, it's... Um, much better to travel happily than to arrive. <laughs> yes, of course, it's much better to travel happily than to arrive. But think of many challenges the explorer 
can feel um we can i would compare this explorer uh, to with a wanderer not with a tourist um because a wanderer is a person who just discovers the world who uh, gets to know everything that's that's around him uh, and um he is trying to find something that as we've talked a lot about happiness that makes him happy and by taking almost every step he finds that thing that makes him happy and i found it incredible because uh of course as every person in the world i've had many challenges but after every challenge uh, and after every step i take um i get the huge amount of happiness uh, that I cannot even describe. And as I've mentioned, I used to write a lot, but I understand that um, I was trying to write um, and I was very, um, in a way, closed person. I had a um, closed cir- circle of friends and it was very hard for me to open to others. Uh, so I expressed all of this in my writings and I was writing just for myself. Um, but uh, right now, um, I just stopped writing because uh, it's just I finally enjoy this happiness not only for myself, but I can share this happiness um, with with others because I do what I love, I do what I want, and I feel like I know I do it for, for the general good and also for the personal good for, for myself too. Uh, the the people around me are great. I guess the, this kind of, of happiness I feel after the, the challenges um, killed... Uh, my old self as well as the sad poet who lived inside of me uh, the next one is just being born and i'm so excited about it, about it i write not that often uh, but when i write it's it's such a different type of poetry than i used to to write before and it doesn't bring sad memories to my head. It brings only happy memories to my head. And uh, my friends, they said they said that, of course, they liked my old poetry, but this new one, it's it's just like so much better. And uh, they can find themselves in these poems, and that is very important for me to hear because I feel like like. It's just so hard to describe. I just feel that I'm happy. So the explorer who is being born because the previous version died is now happy, connected, not alone, and is a wanderer as well. And this new explorer, is it like a flower opening up and this journey, this phase is a phase of opening up more and more? Or is it a phase of wandering more and more? Or is it just like a traveler exploring, but going to the destination effectively with a purpose? You make such a good metaphors. Um, I would say... Uh, well, if I had to choose only one, I would I would go with the third one, but also I would go um, with a flower, and um, 
I feel like it's all it's all very connected, uh, but uh, I'm a person who likes to define um, goals for uh, for themselves. Uh, uh, in my seventh grade, I had a small notebook where I would write my goals for the future. And to be honest, each of them has became true. Each of them uh, is now reality. And uh, speaking of flex, I remember uh, that I wrote in, on my, uh, in my notebook that I really want to become a flex student uh, when I was in seventh grade. So, but my parents they were, were not really fond of it because uh, you know they were afraid for me as uh, probably every parent would be. But I just, I, I decided to study English by myself uh, so so I can um, reach the destination. So, um, so yeah. This is wonderful. Imagine now you're the explorer today. Close your eyes and imagine that explorer when everything is perfect and arrived to the destination and it's amazing. Can you imagine that person? I guess, I guess no, because I feel like you can never have your end destination because, well, there are so much to do. Uh, when you reach your goal, uh, you, you are being refilled with some kind of, let's say, inner satisfaction maybe, uh, but uh, it's so boring and it's so... Bad, I would say to live without dreams. So I believe when when I would reach my certain goals, I would think of new ones. Maybe they would be smaller. Maybe the, the new goals would be just I don't know, learning how to how to speak um, Latin. <laughs> you know, maybe th- these dreams would be very different from the big dreams. I have right now, but I feel like I will always have them because living without dreaming is just boring. Wonderful. And if that explorer had any advice for people who are closed up and they want to open up, but they don't know where to begin or how, what would be the best advice to the world? Well, First of all, it is to find your real passion, to find a meaning for yourself in the world because each of us has a meaning. Um, You have to be um, very open with yourself in the first place. You have to define what makes you happy and then you have to try to connect those dreams with other people. And uh, when you will feel this... uh, energy when this machine of uh, sharing and caring um, for others will be born, then uh, you will be very open to other people and you will find your new dreams and new destinations. Thank you very much. And can you share now about the projects you're working on? Maybe share some of the links that people can use and then also i will write it in the description to learn more about you your social media and your projects that you can share their benefits what they're about and what you're working on 
Yeah, sure. So the latest project I started working on uh, is a Face and Freedom project. We've already spoken of it. It's about um, studying and uh, working with the liturgy, taking interviews with the people who wit- who were witnesses of the collapse of Soviet regime and how this trauma of communism influenced the people and how the life was during the transition and uh, how it helped not only only Ukraine, but many post-communism, uh, post-Soviet countries to uh, become independent. And uh, this project is like very important for me. Uh, I cannot share the links for the work we've done yet because uh, this initiative is long-term. We will work on it for probably five years, but there will be conference in two or three days, and I'm not sure that um, you will publish this episode um, that soon. Uh, and during this conference, we will discuss the experience and the, the work we've done. Actually, I'll be presenting uh, our work at this conference. The next uh, project I'm working on is Tasting Eastern Europe podcast. It is podcast about traveling in the pandemic and post-pandemic world. Uh, uh, currently, we have only one episode published, but the next one will come this week. And uh, the the episode with... Uh, uh, the episode with the people who work with tourism in Croatia... Um, will be published maybe in two or three weeks so you can fo- you can find us on different podcast pla- platforms uh, it is english speaking podcast uh, talking of ukrainian podcasts uh, we make podcasts called on the wire brussels it's about uh, the eu and its geopolitical issues uh, vaccination and stuff like that um we publish it every two weeks but uh, right now we'll have a small break we've published nine episodes and uh, every week we publish podcast called go through the world it's about international politics and geopolitics in the whole world it's about different um interesting uh, topics uh, to discover about politics. Uh, just follow Polit Club. We publish uh, a lot of uh, information about politics in a simple world, uh, in the simple words there. And these are the projects that are uh, for public. Thank you very much, Christina. It was an honor, a privilege, and a great time together. And I thank you. I thank you so much. You helped me a lot uh, to discover myself, let's say so. And I want to say that I'm very grateful for what you're doing for Ukrainians. And I'm just happy that this type of people exists on Earth. And you're just great too. You're welcome. Thank you.